Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, everybody. I'm Courtney. Hi, I'm Joy Marie. And welcome to another edition of Job Lock. Yes, hitting your earbuds on the 1st and the 15th. This episode, we're getting to the heart of writing and communication. It's such an important skill these days. Yeah, so we're going to be breaking down exactly how great writing can be a game changer for job opportunities, pitching yourself, marketing yourself with the amazing Amanda McCormick. So stay tuned. But first, you know, we like to check in with each other, clock in, see mm-hmm. how we're doing with our personal and professional development. Courtney, how are you? It is May. It's May. I'm doing fab. Um, I don't really have any updates i feel like i just word vomited my whole life last episode (laughs) i know so i'm doing good Good. which is good yeah i love that yeah and i will say that as i uh, you know start new chapters of my life i'm trying to be really intentional about the patterns that i start and Mm. like the habits because you know you just fall into things so as i start this new chapter i do really want to be intentional about my habits and the different patterns that i'm following Mm -hmm. and just making sure i have a life of good design. Okay, good. That's good. all I got. What about you? That's awesome. Um, I'm doing well too. I'm doing much better than I was doing last. Good. Taking some proactive steps to kind of like figuring things mm-hmm. out. Um, and truth be told, we're never in control. It's an illusion. Amen. But at least I'm taking the steps to make sure I'm attracting the right opportunities. I did recently um, kind of poll my friends and family, uh-huh. you guys and my family, just to kind of explore what people think of me. Interesting. And it reminded me of those like career themes where it's like what I do, what my parents think I do. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Because I got a lot of really interesting responses. Like my family was like, have you thought about like being a CNN anchor? <laughs> nice. And like, thought about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, is that in the line or the works for me? That is Probably always not. so interesting. What Isn't other people it? think <laughs> that you would be good at television, and I'm like, that's so fascinating because I actually don't like being like talent, like, right, in front of the camera or anything, which is why I do the hmm. podcast. But it was just interesting to hear. So you know, I'm exploring, I'm assessing. I think my next step might look very different from what yeah. I do now. But you know what? It's good to see because forget the job that people think, yeah. but what do they see as your strengths? Mm. That could be helpful. Mm. Yeah. So you're a good communicator. You present yourself oh, well. So okay, see, okay, see, boo. Okay, there we go. <laughs> yeah, so lots of career here. exploration. You guys send me your advice and resources too, but good otherwise. I'm excited to get into today's episode. Yes, yes. Let's do it. Hi guys, so it's time for Rants, Raves, and Reviews. This is a segment of the show where we shout out products, tools, resources that are enhancing or kind of like detracting from our professional lives. Courtney, what are you doing today? I'm sort of ranting. Okay. Because I'm ranting because keeping in with the theme of writing, Mm -hmm. these horrible emails that show up in my inbox Mm. 
They must stop. And I'm not going to drag (laughs) anyone. Instead, I'm going to try to uplift the people. Okay. Okay? Because... We email for everything at work, and some that's not always the best thing mm-hmm. because it just it's ripe with opportunity for miscommunication, yes. and especially when some people out here aren't the best writers, <laughs> and it's the main means of communication. It's just it's a minefield of disasters. <laughs> so, Get that off your chest. Yes. So I want to talk a little bit about how we can write better emails. I love it. First, let's just start with the recipient line. The first thing that we see. Spelling. Let's talk about, yes, spelling. I have, like, missed emails because of this you that's not in my name. So let's think about spelling. But also, who really needs to be on this email? Mm. Oh, that's a big one. Just, like, the whole, does the whole team really need to be on this email? Yeah. Or if you're replying, this is my thing. Okay, if there's a huge (laughs) recipient thing and you're replying to something specific, do you need to reply all? Mm. Or do you just need three of those people? (laughs) Think about it. I think about it because I hope someone will remove (laughs) me from an email down the road. It's karma. (laughs) Next. Subject line. Mm. Write a subject line that tells me what's in the email so I know what yes. I'm getting into. Yes. <laughs> I don't like this Pandora's box secrets <laughs> that y'all are keeping. What are the worst subject lines you get? You know, just, I think the more general, like, let's talk. Yeah, what? About, <laughs> about, about what? About <laughs> what? What? What is this meaning for <laughs> other than talking? Okay. All right. So now that we're in the message itself. Mm-hmm. Um, first off, if you if this is your first email, identify yourself. Mm. Like, what's your department? Mm. Where are you from? Who are you? Mm. And then tell me why I'm on the email. Right. Like, what does this have to do with me? Yes. I used to have a boss who would just send me, like, a chain, like, oh, of no. a conversation that's and happened. Like... And then it's just, like, see below. <laughs> what? There are 10 messages. FYI, see below. <laughs> what matters here? Next, be focused, Mm. okay? Keep the, have a beginning, middle, and end. What's going on? Why are you writing? What am I supposed to do next? Yes. And my thing, too, is do not bury the lead. Oh, my God. If you need something, do not make me read four paragraphs. Yes. (laughs) And then, to your point, let's keep the information organized. Mm. Short paragraphs. Mm. Bullet points are cute. If you need to bold, like, for Some. me, just bold my name of where I come into the picture. Do right. that. Be short. Yes. Like, think about, like, if I'm reading this on a phone or something. Yes. Keep it short. Yes. Proofread. Mm, that's a big one. If you think about it, always assume, like, someone could print this out. Mm. So this is not a private conversation. Yeah. And finally, if it's, like, a serious email, I just did this for my boyfriend the other day. Uh, have someone read it before you push send. Mm. I'm reading this like, um, excuse me, we just have a new apartment. I would like to make rent. Can we not right. get fired over this email? Like, right. have someone else read it and make sure right. that you're getting your point across and it's not emotional. Mm, that's a good Because we're at work. There's no room for emotions. That's true. Like, and also get it out. interpret things differently. Yes. So you make sure it's objective enough where somebody's not going to get it. Right. Like, er? <laughs> like what? So, I always have to do, I was laughing the other day because you, I always add a smiley face when I'm, like, low-key reading you, but I don't have yeah. time. <laughs> I don't think you're as low as you think so you are. <laughs> smiley face. Because I just want to get to the point. I don't want to do these verbal acrobatics. Right. This is what I want. Okay. Smiley face. All right. <laughs>
<laughs> what about you? I love it. Those are good tips. <laughs> I am maybe recommending. Does that have to be another R? Okay. I'm kind of raving. I'm talking about resume templates nice. today. So I'd written an article on jawbox.com a while back. But okay. for those of you who haven't seen it, I think like a well-designed resume is truly a game changer. Mm-hmm. And y'all know I have a background in design. Everybody does not. You do not have to sit around and rack your brain doing a big design exercise yeah. for your resume. It's not that deep. I care, but a lot of people don't. <laughs> but um, I think like there are a couple design principles that you can apply regardless of your okay. experience. I like design. this. And so I want to share a couple with y'all. Um, and so. Some very simple tips for revamping your resume. Make sure you have clear and labeled sections. So Mm -hmm. where's the professional experience? Where's the education? Like if I'm scanning it in 30 seconds, which I probably am as a hiring manager or recruiter, do I know where to look to get the info I need? Where's your contact info so I can hit you up if I like what I see, right? So simple, clear, labeled sections. And then the other thing that I am such a huge proponent of is healthy white space. Like... Y'all embrace the margins, (laughs) embrace the white space. I know it is always tempting to like make it like size 10 font Mm -hmm. and push the text all the way to the edge of the paper. But keeping like healthy margins makes it easy for the eye to scan. And also keeping like good white space between your sections Mm -hmm. makes it easy for the eye to just find the information that you're looking for yeah There's tons of research and to it. get that you really need to edit and like yes. rethink like you don't need every role you've ever done right. on your resume it's the highlight reel right. really exactly so healthy white space um, and then the other thing that a lot of people without a design background may not be familiar with is just a good grid system. Hmm. So, I mean, in design school, we literally learned, like, to take, like, a ruler and create a grid. So, you know, is the is the second third your content? Is the first third, like, the margin? Mm-hmm. Your label is the last third kind of, like, your skills? Okay. Like, literally draw out a grid and make sure it's consistent throughout. Mm-hmm. Um, and that'll also help the eye kind of flow through it. Um, and then some other things, just make sure it's easily editable. I think some of us have like a propensity to kind of like create it in InDesign or Photoshop or something crazy. And then, you know, you need to tweak it to tailor it for a job and you can't access yeah. it. So to use a version, you know, I hate to say it, but use Word or a version that's very easily accessible yeah. and editable so you can switch it up when you need to. Um, and then also, Create a branded package. Like your resume should kind of look, you can't have a dope resume and then people go to your portfolio or website and that's in shambles. (laughs) Yes. Your business cards, all of it kind of have to come together as like one cohesive system. Uh, And then lastly, because though it is 2017, people still do like to print, make sure Mm -hmm. it's printer friendly. Yes. Make sure it's not like yellow, purple, green, and pink. And when you print it, you can't read any of it. Just make sure it's like good for that. So. Those are some tips. You guys can either go the resume template route and buy some on Etsy. They have them for like 10 or $20 for Word. You can make your own. But regardless of which path you choose, those are like principles to look out yes, for. Yes, and make it one page, please. Uh, I know. And I I know. I know. But I will tell everyone, make it one page. I'm sorry. From hiring recently, I'm just like one page, please. Unless you have like... Years and years of experience. Okay. Cool. That would be my caveat. But still be one page, please. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right, guys. So we're very excited to have Amanda McCormick in the studio with us today. For sure. Welcome, Amanda. Thank you. Um, and just a little bit about Amanda. She is the ish. She started her career as a copywriter writing print ads, billboards, and bus sides for Lifetime Television and catalog copy for direct mail book clubs. But as businesses generally moved into the digital space, she made that switch too. So she now crafts content strategy and digital marketing for arts and media clients through her company, Digital Culture NYC. So excited. You're definitely an authority on the topic. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure. So we were talking um, before we hit record just mm -hmm. about how important writing is in your work life. I mean, with everything going digital, like having a strong writing skill set is so important to conveying your ideas and pitching yourself and marketing yourself. So we wanted to talk to you a little bit about those different areas that writing plays such an important role sure. in ourselves. So first off, from the resume to my social media bio, what are some important things that we should remember when prepping those materials? Well, I think nowadays, you know, people don't have time to read cover letters. Mm -hmm. It's almost kind of going the way of the past. Um, so what is the new cover letter, essentially? I think about that as being... You know, how can you com communicate your passions in like 140 characters or yeah. less? Like basically the length of your Instagram bio. Yeah. That is so much <laughs> easier said than done. But, you know, I mean, for myself, I'm sort of down to, you know, I'm, I'm a man of McCormick. I'm really passionate about writing. I love my dog. I love cooking. <laughs> and I love Olympic weightlifting. And that already tells you a story. Yeah. Yes. And if we, if we got together on any of those topics, I'm sure we would have a great conversation. So why is that important? You know, just distilling all of that, all of the complexity that is me down to those like four things. Mm -hmm. It allows me to hopefully make connections with people. So, you know, today we're here to talk about writing. Um, you know, I might be out on the street talking to somebody about their dog. Mm -hmm. It just becomes a point of connection. And I think that's the big shift that's happening in the job world is like, we're not really like, okay, here's two paragraphs about me instead it's just like rattle it off as quickly mm -hmm. as you possibly can and kind of get to the heart of the matter so you can get on to more important things right yeah and I like what you said about kind of things that you would want to have a great conversation about mm -hmm. so maybe using that as a starting point is like what is something that you want someone to reach out to you to talk about as kind of a starting point because I know my Twitter bio which <laughs> I love but it evolved over like three years. <laughs> like yeah. it took a while to get there so if you don't have three years <laughs> kind of starting with those um, intersection points is yeah. a really great and idea. it's interesting too because like what voice do you pick? I guess that's what I struggle with with all my social presence right now is sometimes I shift between yes. being like solely like I'm a career podcaster that loves to help you win at work to like I'm also a girl who likes like Afrobeats and music right. and photography and yep. food and like sometimes like deciding which voice I want to present to attract the right kind of connections is a struggle. I bet, you know, I bet you are better at, at navigating that than you think, um, you know, kind of telling the story of yourself as a total person. I'm not the advocate, and so many people are advocates of like, let's have six different personas online. Yeah. And like, yeah. I really want you to integrate yourself. I want you yeah. to not, I want you to be authentic. I want, I want to know about your musical taste. I think that that's an authentic point of connection with you. And it doesn't take anything away from your professional presence. In fact, I think it enhances it. I think that's a big shift. You mm. know, it's, it's, um, we don't, the, the digital the digital age and kind of the digital marketing space is so much about connecting with people's enthusiasms and passions in an authentic way. So we can't hide those things. Yeah. We can't manufacture it. Um, the question for people that are struggling with it is just like really what is it that I care about and what do I want to talk about and how can I convey that in like 
a couple of words. Okay, so you're an advocate of integrating your whole persona, and then I'm hearing like consistency across as well. Oh, it's so, so <laughs> tough. It is really so tough. Um, but you know, just the question of how do you make something more succinct and more clear? Mm-hmm. Um, we we immediately jumped to Instagram and Twitter, which I think is great, but there's something that I also recommend that everyone read, which is a book called Strunk and White's The Elements of Style. Mm-hmm. It's a book that is about 70 pages long and essentially teaches you how to write mm. um, in a very clear way. And a lot of the stuff that you'll read in there will be counterintuitive because it just seems so simple, but yeah. then, th- then it's really, you're gonna soak it in and mm. understand that um, good writing is clear and simple writing. It's not flowery, it doesn't yeah. have big words. Yeah. Um, it's just it's just expressing yourself clearly. Mm. Um, and that is so much about what the art of copywriting and the art of digital marketing is all about is how to take a complex idea and boil it down to its essence. You know, it's like, where's the beef? Or, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, <laughs> it's the uncola. Simple, you know, when, yeah. you see a, when you see a great ad, you get the idea right away. Mm-hmm. And even when you think about a bad ad, yeah. like I was thinking about the Kendall Jenner and the oh, Pepsi yeah. ad. Like, <laughs> can you think about, think about the way that was maybe pitched? Mm-hmm. You know, can you think about like what that internal process was like? Could you say in a sentence with that, what was going on in that commercial? Probably right. not. Yeah. No, yeah. like if we had to write that. Yeah. Um, they're like, you know, I, I think what, what the problem that happened there was there's a bunch of ideas floating around and it mm-hmm. never found a it never found a spine. It yeah. never found a clear um, kind of explication of what that's really all about. Yeah. People were just like, you know, Pepsi, Kendall, Jenner and you know, let's like, you know, I mean, I love that point because I remember early in my career, I loved writing like four page letters, yes, flowery I was words, so yeah. lengthy with everything, even no. text. Yeah. Um, and now I talked about this a couple episodes ago. I will shrink my window size if I'm on the computer to kind of be the dimensions of yeah. like a cell phone just to see how long my email's looking and feeling and making sure it's like under two paragraphs. Yeah. Like really like, a couple of sentences. That's true. Because even when I edit for people, a lot of times, especially my friends, will be like, oh, I can't write. I'm not a good writer. And I'm like, well, just spit something out and then we'll edit it from there. And usually it is just taking out a mm. lot of stuff. Like the idea is there. The meat is there. But it's like we're just doing way too, too much. much. <laughs> Everything there's, else. There's absolutely nothing wrong with you to, using writing to go through that exercise of finding out what's in your brain. You know, just yeah. dumping yeah. it out onto the page. That is a crucial first step in, in realizing how you can express a clear idea. It's just putting it all down on the page and then organizing it in some yeah. fashion. Yeah. Um, so critical. It's a critical step. Yeah. So, I mean, I think digitally in the social space, we're brief, we're concise, we're mm-hmm. integrating. But you talked a little bit even about like the Pepsi example. What about when you're thinking about pitching an idea or selling something in at work? Uh, maybe, you know, you want to get your boss's buy-in on something or, you know, you want to like even put yourself into a project that you're not currently working on and you want to make the case for that. What are some tips and advice for leveraging writing as a tool to kind of access and land those new opportunities as well as articulate some of those ideas? I think it's still a matter of putting down your ideas on paper um, and distilling it down to that core idea. So almost like the elevator pitch, you know, it's this meets that. Mm-hmm. Um, or what is the what is the main driving idea behind this, this concept that you're trying to put out there? Really putting everything you've got down on paper, and it is going to be an iterative process, so you're going to go through a couple of drafts on that where you look at the strength of each idea that you have, but then 
of course you need to find that spine. You know, what are you pitching essentially? Mm -hmm. What is the big change that you're recommending? Mm -hmm. What are you advocating? And again, that goes back to passion. You really have to believe in this stuff. Yeah. Um, you can't fake it. But so we're not talking like 20 bullets in an email though, because I've gotten ideas and no. it's <laughs> like, here are all a million of my ideas and that I don't receive that well. So when you think about pitching in an effective way, what are some like writing techniques or strategies you could recommend? Well, it's going to sound weird, but it's basically taking all the words out. <laughs> so, um, I saw this incredible presentation by Kathy Sierra at South by Southwest many years ago, and it was on presenting straight to the brain. And basically mm -hmm. what she was saying is if you show a PowerPoint that has 17,000 bullet points and you're speaking to someone, their brain scrambles completely, mm. right? So that that isn't a possibility. So. Essentially, you want to present slides that have nothing on them. So if you're talking about the Galapagos Islands, you show a picture of a platypus and the person's brain, <laughs> the visual cortex is, 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 is completely relaxed yeah. and they're listening mm -hmm. to you. Um, that's going to sound like I'm advocating not writing anything, but that still is a writing exercise because yeah. you're, you're essentially writing a script for yourself. Mm -hmm. right? Um, so again, that goes back to distillation of the core idea. What is the core idea? What am I trying to communicate? Um, and then presenting it in an effective way. For me, that means less is more always. Mm -hmm. um, it might be that you slim your slides down to, you know, four or five words. Again, mm -hmm. just getting it down um, to the core essence. And then making sure that you are advocating for something, you know, yeah. and that you have a strong drive and you have a really strong point of view on something. And I'd say that you're also less in terms of like take all the fluff out and just focus on the core things that the recipient cares right. about. Right. Exactly. Yeah, that was another point I was going to say. If you know what that person, that person that you're pitching to is passionate about, what they care about, if you can draw a connection between these two yeah. perspectives, that's also a great way to... Focus Absolutely. yourself. Absolutely. And I, I was listening to your, Courtney, your piece about telling your own story, mm -hmm. and I was thinking a lot about that. Um, so, you know, a lot of people say, like, the worst question you can get in a job interview is, like, tell me about yourself. But actually, that's the best question, mm. because if you've gone through that exercise yeah. that you've talked about, like, yeah. you're so ready to to launch into that amazing narrative tale of your, you know, trials and tribulations <laughs> in life. Yeah. And then, of course, bring it back around to, like, you know, I heard that Widget Co. is um, really thinking about getting into the digital space, and I'm so excited about that. Yeah. So it's a way of owning that conversation, just yeah. walking in the door, mm -hmm. which is so powerful. I like what you said about scripts, too, because I think we, and I know I write a lot of scripts that don't necessarily see the light of day, but, like, even in that Tell Me About Yourself um, example, when I was job hunting, I wrote down like my elevator pitch, the three points I wanted to relay. Like I use the STAR method and thinking about how I talk about each past job and experience. And that all helps me prepare and kind of like go over it as a script so that when I'm communicating with an interviewer in person, it's like I have that very succinct and tight and like straight yeah. to the point. Exactly, and that goes back to the, your preparation because you just have points that you have laid out on a piece of paper and you know to come back to them. They give yeah. you confidence. Yeah, exactly. It's not that you had to memorize word for word a script, you just have the points in your, in your head. Yep. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I think I, I see some incredibly bright people um, on the job. I, meet, I, I have the pleasure of working with them and they're kind of on the rise and coming mm -hmm. up. Um, and it's always those people that don't express the same kind of entitlement that yeah. like the more yeah. arrogant <laughs> folks do. <laughs> and so that's where, you know, that's where I want to shake those people and say, you know, you know, carry yourself with the confidence of, yeah. a, of a mediocre white yeah. man. It's like, oh, my God. Because yes. that would be. But and that means something different yeah. for every person. So what does that mean? Like for me. Carrying myself with the confidence of a mediocre white man would mean that I stop equivocating. You know, I stop saying I think. Mm. Yeah. Because that guy, everything he thinks is a fact. Mm. I think people sometimes are afraid to articulate exactly what it is that they want. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I'm always, I'm always happy to hear that. But the biggest thing I tell people is just to think about who is in that job that you want right now? Mm. Like, what is that position that you actually want? You want to be the associate creative director, or like director of marketing. Find that person that you think is brilliant and you just really want to emulate what they're doing and just write them an email and say, not, don't say, will you give me a job? But like say, yeah. say I love what you've done with yes. X project. Yeah. Would you mm -hmm. mind talking me through how that worked? And I think most of the time, at least most of the time in my experience, They'll say they'll be happy to talk to you about Same. something they're passionate about, yeah. you know, like that they did good work on. Yeah. Best, you know, it's like you know, flattery will get you everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the that is the literally the best thing I've ever done for my career is just finding those people and sitting down just with them and out. and yeah. and in a very authentic way, not you know, not um, transactional. It's not transactional. Yeah. It's just like. Gee, you know, you do exactly what I want to do when I grow up. Mm -hmm. So, like, show me, show me what you're, show me how you're thinking, what you're reading, yeah. who you're talking to. Yeah. And then they will, you know, that will naturally become this incredible contact for you. Yeah. In the future, and those people will remember you. They'll call you. Um, that's an incredible kind of starting place. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, when you were talking, I had a flashback to like my first job at a college, and my supervisor, this white guy had just started <laughs> <laughs> and he was like in meetings like giving all this input and for me then and it's still a little now I always I like to like consume information think about it and then speak mm. and so that tends to make me a little bit more reserved and my supervisor talked to me she said this let's call him Tommy <laughs> she, she said you know I want you to speak up more like, look at Tommy. He's in this meeting, doesn't know what he's talking <laughs> about <laughs> at all. But I know you know this product. Yeah. I know you know what you would be talking about. Mm. So speak up more. So I wonder for people who are like a little more reserved and they want to share their ideas, like do you have any tips for how to kind of structure that and give people more confidence when they assert themselves and pitch new ideas? That's a really great question. The because uh, I've definitely been on the receiving end of speak up more. Yeah. Um, I think you know I was thinking about like what are the biggest written mistakes that people make mm -hmm. in the job, and this is especially true of women. 
I think if there's one thing that you could change tomorrow is just look at your emails when you write them and stop writing I think X mm, yeah. or I'm sorry but mm-hmm. or, yeah. or posing things as a question, as a question. Yeah. I exactly. just realized I do that like even when I order food it's like can I get a da 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 it's like mm. why am I yes you can I okay. will have <laughs> <Yes>. please give <laughs> me it sounds like such a minor point but it's a new lens to look yeah. at the world through and yeah. just to say you know I I own this you know yeah. this is this is the truth mm-hmm. um, you will sound more confident for for taking mm-hmm. on a more confident tone so that would be the first thing um, I think the other stuff is just practice mm-hmm. right so the whole idea of claiming credit for your work right so you have to learn how to do that it is not natural it does not feel good necessarily all the time but the simplest way is just to continually keep a uh, I often jokingly jokingly call this keep a ledger of success yeah. right mm. so keep your success ledger keep it active at all times yeah. always be writing down in any job that you're at what are you doing that's successful um, and that is your wellspring so it's your wellspring for shooting off emails yeah. associating yourself with a particular success it doesn't mean that you have to write to your boss and say I'm the best person ever and I did this X, Y, and Z. It could just be that, dear boss, um, our traffic has increased 20%. I'm so happy, thank you to the team. It just associates your name with that success, which is a really important thing. Um, It could be that you use your ledger of success to build some presentations. Mm. Uh, Talk to your your team about, can we do some check-ins and do some presentations? where that gives you an opportunity to talk about what you've achieved. Um, So those would be the simplest and most neutral ways to begin doing that. Um, But I think as a larger, a larger question is how are you building that brand you, right? So Mm -hmm. um, that is a harder topic, but you're going to, you'll have that ledger of success. You can look at it. You're starting to get a picture of who you are and what you can do. And that becomes um, the narrative of what you talk about when you talk to other people. I really like that because I think you can do all the pre-work you want to do at home, like building your profile and updating your socials. But I love the idea of pushing out your success, too. And I know I've seen colleagues like send out a monthly report to the broader team to just say, this is the great work the team did, like thanks to XYZ who participated in this project. And that's like getting the word out there about the stuff that you have a hand Mm -hmm. in, Mm -hmm. to your point. Um, But even to a smaller scale, like I admire people who on Instagram will post and say like, I just like helped organize this great volunteer activity or um, here's a picture of, you know, this past weekend, me doing a speaking engagement at my school or, you know, something like that, my um, my undergrad or whatever. And, like, that helps to also build that brand. Right, absolutely. Um, I think, you know, keeping abreast of what people are talking about mm-hmm. and what, what people are tweeting about and what's trending is incredibly important. So, you know, there's Medium. is a great platform for mm-hmm. people to just get involved in and start blogging about different topics. You never know when something will rise up in the news that mm. you are uniquely positioned to talk about. So one thing I was thinking about is this whole, there was this whole Juicero scandal. It's about this, it's like an $1,800 juice machine that <laughs> you know people can actually just squeeze the bags with their hands. Oh, wow. And so this is a huge scandal. There's a fantastic post on Medium by a guy who is a product engineer and mm-hmm. he just talked about like, 
why is this machine so expensive? Mm. And he broke it down, and this piece was going viral. But that just goes to show this is a guy who yeah. just really just designs products, and he's got this incredible expertise. Yeah. So he le he leapt on that opportunity to speak. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like establish. And the web yeah. wants that. The web Ooh. wants those people that are uniquely positioned. You never know when that's going to be you. Mm -hmm. So what you should do is participate in the conversation, start practicing okay. and start start getting your feet wet when that thing comes along, that Juicero, know, the scandal, yeah. you know, the Pepsi has a new crazy commercial, you're ready. So yeah. you're saying I should write an op-ed on everything Fire Festival did wrong. Yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> All right, so before the next scandal hits, the next big media moment for you to kind of take advantage of and leverage, what can we do in the meantime to like get our ideas out and focus ourselves, build that voice? I know writing can be a great tool for brainstorming. So what are some ways we can use it that way too? Totally. I don't want people to overthink it. So yeah. I want them to get that blank page out and start to just think about the things that they're most pass passionate about and put that down on paper. So it's mm -hmm. not going to be too many things, mm -hmm. right? And, and once you have that down on paper, those opportunities will start to arrive to mm -hmm. you. Um, but be clear on that. Be clear on what four or five things about yourself you want to be communicating, you want to be developing, mm -hmm. you want to be listening uh, for really great stories that are materializing out there. So get that down on paper as a planning step. Because okay. just literally putting it down on paper is going to help you move forward. Okay. Any way you like. Pen and pencil. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it no, old pen school. Pen and pencil, Trello. Yeah. Slack, yeah. Yeah. You know, tweet it. I don't know. Yeah. Your <laughs> wall. My uh, roommate used to have, <laughs> I used to get so jealous because her bedroom uh, wall, she would just have one wall that's like post-its everywhere. The I big love giant post-its. Post post and yeah. it's so great because it's like your idea is there. Yeah. Biggest day yeah. in yeah. front yeah. of you. Yeah. 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 That's amazing. Any resources, tools as our listeners are thinking about embarking on this journey, auditing their social profiles, getting their voice out there more, speaking up more at work, you know, pitching ideas. Like, what are some of your favorite resources for just improving your writing overall? I'm going to have to go back to the elements of style. It's, mm -hmm. It was written in eons ago, but nothing has ever improved it. Yeah. Um, so that's step one. I think, you know, getting those four or five words down about yourself is such an incredibly important exercise. Yeah. I think for folks who are more advanced, which I know many of your listeners are because they're really go-getters, you should go and re-listen to Courtney's segment on telling your own story mm -hmm. because yeah. that is absolutely like that is the text on how to build a narrative that you can work with and is flexible enough for you to move through life, you know, kind of telling yeah. mm -hmm. different kinds of stories. Mm -hmm. Um, so those are that's a great starting place for really knowing who you are yeah, um, awesome. and being ready to communicate that at a moment's notice. Amazing. I think I might need to use that myself. <laughs> Girl, you and I both. Yeah. <laughs> well, Amanda, thank you so yes. much for joining us. This was amazing. Thank you so um, much. Any projects you're working on? Anything exciting you want to share with us and our listeners so they can find you? My next project is relaunching my newsletter so um, you can fun. visit me at digitalculture.nyc and subscribe there and I will be delivering different kinds of newsletters about communication and how to do it better in the digital age. Amazing. Love it. Great. All right. Thanks so much. Thank you. All right guys now it's time for adulting. This is a segment of the show we haven't done this year, have we? Have we? No, I don't oh, think so. Cute. But we are sharing 
tips to help you be a fully functional and mm-hmm. responsible adult yes. in 2017 and beyond. And Courtney is serving up some gems of knowledge today. Yes, I'm pulling from my uh, um, lengthy experience. <laughs> Please, I'm trying. Um, in this adulthood game. So we're talking about fixing your frame. And I'm not talking about wall decor, <laughs> although separately adulting wall decor is key <laughs> yes. to making a home feel like a home. I'm but, on a gallery. <laughs> <laughs> yes. um, but we're talking about writing again. So mm. framing in writing is this concept that really deals with the viewpoint mm-hmm. that a story is told from. So, like in fiction, you talk about like if you the same scene told from a different character's mm. point of view, shifting that frame to a different. POV, mm. the scene plays out completely differently, even like if the, the actions. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. Yes. I love yes. the affair. Um, but also, like, if you just have a different stance mm. or a political viewpoint, mm. the same situation can play out differently. Mm. We see this all the time. So, framing really gives us the context of what's left in, what's left out. Okay. And I think this is a great tool that you can use as an adult. Okay. So one way is that being able to see a situation from someone else's point of view. Mm. And this is super helpful at work, Mm. like thinking about, let's say you ask for something and someone's a little snippy or a little snipey. Mm -hmm. You can like take it on (laughs) as all this thing, right? Or you can shift the frame Mm. and think about, okay, like what is this person going through right Mm. now? Like maybe you know that they have a big deck that they need to get done by the end Mm. of the day. And maybe that's why they're coming at this from a different angle Mm, so taking your feelings out the world doesn't revolve around us being able to shift is so important yeah it requires maturity much adulting (laughs) yeah a lot of maturity right sometimes it'd be like girl and you, sometimes you need to fix your own internal frame. I'm mm. thinking about, like, viewing things as a positive versus a negative. Mm. And I really find that when we take a negative viewpoint, we kind of cut off the part of our brain that is, like, thinking of ideas. Yeah. So like, well, how can you spin this yeah. into something better? Yeah. And so, you, you know, we all have those friends who, like, just approach everything kind of yeah. negatively. Yeah, and it's yeah. just like, oh, girl. Yeah. Like, yeah. This could you could do something else with the <laughs> yeah, situation, yeah. or we could just sit here and be and bitter betties. That's yes, true. that's real. Fix your frame, <laughs> and then finally, um, also recognize how frames are being used on you. Mm. Think about this because even oh, like we it. talk about, I know, girl. <laughs> Even if we talk about, like, the filter bubbles that we get in and the Mm. news that we read or the gossip that we get. Think Mm. about, like, how is some... What are they leaving out? What is being left out? Ooh. So, yeah. A word. Come on. Think broadly. (laughs) Yes. Well, I hope you guys learned a lot from this episode or just a little something to make communicating and writing a little easier for you. Yes. Uh, So we had a great time with our guest. Amanda McCormick. Thanks so much for swinging by. And we want to hear from you. So hit us up at Joblogs all around the web or joblogs.com. We have some great resources there for you. Yes. Um, You guys can hit me up around the web at Hamas Parker. And I'm Cleave Out Loud most places. Um, But we also want your questions. So if you're ready for a change and you just want an objective opinion from, Mm -hmm. you know, two (laughs) oils. 
hit us up, Ask Job Blogs. You can find the URL at jobbox.com slash askjobbox and it's your career life questions. Or now you can call our cell. Yes. 929-324-1090. We await your call. And before we go. Oh, just one thing to do until you hear from us again. And I was thinking, like, Joy, you are already a proponent of this. And I would like to step up my game as well. Send someone a handwritten note. Yes. Like, just drop it in the mail. Oh, my goodness. I love receiving stationery. Like, hard, hard it is, stock, It's paper. like a luxury these days. So, yeah, yeah instead of texting someone up in the DM, <laughs> make them feel special. Love it. Bye, y'all. See you next time. See ya. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.